0: Well, uh, good evening. It's about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And
1: I'm Jim DeWire.
0: Well, quite a week. Uh, yes, the ghost of John Dean <laughs> returns on Capitol Hill. <laughs> As promised, I... Uh, have a bunch of brief items about economics. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to comment too much about the <clears throat> Kim Jong-un uh, bomb because nobody uh, except the most delusional person thought there was any chance of that succeeding. It was just another distraction photo op that Trump concocted. And I understand today that he's trying to blame the Cohen hearings on the collapse of the Kim Jong-un situation. That's, of course, nonsense. Well, when you don't
1: plan or prepare for anything and you just insist on winging it by the seat of your pants all the time based on your gut intuition, you're probably going to fail more often than not. Yeah, I think... And he- private real estate deals uh, do not really quite bear the scrutiny of uh, high-level statecraft Or or attempts they're at.
0: Yeah, and I think all the experts noted that this was a complete breakdown in preparation. So, Mr. Trump, find the preparation, H. Get on the ball. Uh, As for uh, Little Rocket Man, uh, his train trip, uh, boy, that's a time-consuming adventure. As I was joking last week, that's kind of an invocation of both Trotsky and Stalin at the same time. Trotsky, as war commissar, uh, famously tooled around the Soviet Union. At the time, it wasn't the Soviet Union. It was actually Russia during the Civil War in an armored train car. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But obviously, um, the definition of nuclear, the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula means different things to different people.
1: Yeah. And, you know, strangely, uh, Kim does gain something from the uh, debacle in so far as Trump now shrugs and says, well, it was horrible what happened to Otto Warmbier, but Kim didn't know anything about him. Yeah.
0: Another uh, foot in mouth uh, gag by Donald Trump. I just cannot find any way to accuse in any manner an authoritarian dictator type he just cannot do it and then of course on his stop in alaska on the way back (sighs) he started making more unsubstantiated claims about eisel and that had to be corrected by both reporters and military people so donald trump is a man living in his own world But let's look on the bright side. There was a barber, apparently, in Hanoi that was giving out uh, Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump haircuts. (laughs) He did great. And one can just imagine all the people walking around Hanoi that bear a striking resemblance to Donald Trump. Well, the new Tiger Beat magazine is in, and uh, these are
1: the haircut styles that all the kids are going to be—all the cool kids— are going to be sporting this year.
0: It's the Kim Jong-un punk, punk look. <laughs> of course, his haircut is uh, reminiscent of his grandfather, the uh, man that instigated the Korean War to begin with. I really think Donald Trump needs to read something about the Korean War. Uh, well, you know, you could just, just like anything. You could have just said, I wish, I think he should read something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not there. It's not really even America's role to, uh, quote, end the Korean War. The Korean War has had an armistice for really quite successfully uh, for literally since 1953. Uh, Yes, there have been some border skirmishes, and yes, there's a very big wall over there, uh, the DMZ, and there's occasionally an incident, but— or two but all the people in North Korea are trying to flee to the south uh most uh reputable reporters are still uh, while famine is not a problem at the moment uh 40% of the North Korean people are considered malnourished so this is the you know the the praise of Trump to what a great potential you have you know it's just mind boggling So we'll just call it a a travesty, which brings me to my next point. Uh, i got to give a uh, shout-out to Bob Garfield on on the media uh, discussing the Michael Cohen hearings. I don't know if you heard this one, but it was pretty funny. Uh, He was uh, excerpting some of the Republicans' uh, questioning of Michael Cohen. And he invoked a Woody Allen movie from the 70s when Woody Allen was at his prime. And I'm going to paraphrase here. When Woody Allen was mocking a congressional hearing, he said something to the effect of, It's a sham of a mockery, a mockery of a sham, a sham of a travesty, a travesty of a mockery, a double mockery of a sham of a travesty. Here, <laughs> here. Only, of course, in the case of Donald Trump, it's the look of crookery, the work of a hookery, the lookery of a trumpery at a scam of a bookery, a book of a scam, of a chammery, a travesty of a crookery, a bookery of a hookery. Donald Trump is a crook. And, of course, Richard Nixon famously said after the Saturday Night Massacre, after he made a very famous visit to the grand old opry played piano i seem to remember he played old susanna nixon actually was quite a good piano player big carpenter's fan there's a debate as to whether he was better than harry s truman but uh, truman was apparently quite a quite a good piano player back in the days when men took piano lessons well you you know for entertainment purposes uh People would play instruments for each other. Sure. You you were expected to uh, learn some sort of an instrument as part of your enculturation. Um, But Nixon in uh, the Grand Ole Opry in in, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, famously said, the people have a right to know whether or not the president is a crook. I'm not a crook. He said that at the Grand Ole Opry? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) was after the Saturday Night Massacre. And, of course, this is at the heart of uh, Donald Trump's
1: problems. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, for Nixon to say, uh, feel compelled to say, I have to tell you, I am not a crook, well, there you go. But at least he said the American people have the right to know. Well, yes. (laughs) We'll give him that much. But uh, some of the recent statements, outbursts, tweets, etc., from uh, Trump uh no collusion no collusion no collu- you know it's the only story is no collusion right that's all
0: uh that he says anymore about that and uh but for him to suggest that the hearings are fake is sort of mind-boggling this is the united states congress here uh yes there have been abusive congressional hearings in the past uh huac comes to mind um but uh the fact of the matter is any Impeachment of the president uh, starts in the House of Representatives, and we're not talking about one committee here. We're talking about three committees, and of course, we're never going to know what Michael Cohen has told uh, the American people at the intelligence hearings, for instance, Uh, but we learned quite a bit uh, from Michael Cohen's appearance and the notion that uh, he has no credibility because he lied before Congress before when, of course— he was lying on behalf of Donald Trump. Right. That, that's one of the points that but I wanted to make. Where, was the logic here for Republicans to uh, – and
1: it's really the only card they had to play against him. No one defended Trump. No one said that these things weren't possibilities or likelihoods or whatever. Um, but the constant harangue of oh, why should we trust Michael Cohen? He's a liar. Well, the lies that they're accusing him of – telling which indeed he is that's one of the things he's going to prison for is lying to congress those were the lies that the republicans still adhere to yeah that they favored those lies so for them to denounce him as a liar is is really a sham of a mockery of a mockery of a sham of a travesty that's that's the lie (laughs) that they wanted to go with um most remarkable. In fact, my favorite highlight from, you know, I didn't watch the entire thing, but I watched a big chunk of it and watched some excerpts uh, later. Um, it's great, by the way. C-SPAN uh, is an invaluable resource. Sure. I encourage listeners to look around for that on your cable TV dial. You'll get entire gavel-to-gavel coverage, and they repeat it later at night Uh it's showtime folks it's it's really important to to start watching as much of these as you can or can stand perhaps but my personal favorite highlight moment was i don't remember which republican was being responded to here but it was towards the end of the day and michael cohen who let's face it is is not really a a sympathetic or a likable figure in most regards. Now you're beginning to see the sort of cracks of, of, uh, decent regular guy, uh, emerge. But uh, at the end of the day, and I mean look at the 3 days that he had 9 hours of testimony, 8 hours of testimony, 9 hours of te- These are long demanding physically uh nerve-wracking days. uh Testified
0: much longer by the way than Condoleezza Rice did over the 9/11 attack. Right. These
1: these are, you know, significant um performances, yeah. shall we say. Uh And he oh, ain't done yet. No, no, he'll he's going back this week uh to a closed-door session with the uh I don't know if it's the house or the, the Senate intelligence, intelligence committee, house one of the intelligence two intelligence committee, committees. Yeah. Right. But it, once the Republican sort of threw his, you're a liar, you're a liar. There was even a sign that said, liar, liar, pants on fire. That's how grown up the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the tone was in there. But, uh, Cohen begins his response by saying, I feel bad because I'm responsible for your silliness. And sure. he pointed right at the guy. Uh, I defended Donald Trump for 10 years, and look where I'm at now. That's where you're going to be. You guys better wake up, because this is where you're going to be. If you adhere to the lies, then you become the lying liar
0: who lies the lies. And as he noted to one of the uh, harassers, um, you're not asking me any questions about Donald Trump, congressman. Uh, By the way, I did track down the original denial by Donald Trump regarding the $130,000 payment to uh, Stormy Daniels. Gotta love that name. Uh, Trump, by the way, had just returned from a uh, immigration rant that he uh, conducted in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. If you can remember back to the midterm elections last year. Donald Trump made at least 10 trips to West Virginia to scream about the wall and immigration. I didn't talk anything about coal jobs, I might add, because none have been created. Uh, In fact, it turns out uh, there haven't been any steel jobs created either. Huh. (laughs) Less than there were four years ago when Obama was president. So, you know, that's the economy, whether it's booming or not, is is another story. But when asked if he had uh, knew about the payments to the actress, he said, quote, no. When asked why Michael Cohen, his personal lawyer, had made the payment, Mr. Trump said, you'll have to ask Michael Cohen. Michael is my attorney and you'll have to ask him. Voila. And so they did. And he actually had a copy of one of the checks. And, of course, this was when Trump was uh, denouncing Mueller uh, almost on a daily basis. He did it over the weekend, claiming that Mueller hired the 13 angry Democrats on the committee. I'm like, no. Mueller is a independent investigator. He's got nothing to do with Congress. Uh, He's writing a report that may or may not be released by Congress. I think eventually parts of it will be released one way or another. But Trump seems to be confused about what they're looking into. They're not looking into collusion, as he keeps asserting. They're looking into obstruction of justice. They're looking into his business dealings in New York City, the 2nd District of New York... Is looking into his uh, insurance fraud. His, you know, Cohen had a lot of interesting things to say. Of course, he didn't know much about Russia because he didn't work on Russia much, other than apparently the Trump Moscow luxury hotel deal. Uh, He was Donald Trump's fixer. And Trump, of course, was screaming in April. This this uh, denial goes back to April 5th of uh, 2018. He was screaming about uh, <clears throat> attorney-client pr- privilege, uh, which, of course, is debatable in this case because <clears throat> usually that's invoked um, in criminal cases. In other words, the... <clears throat> The attorney can't be compelled to testify after he talks to a criminal suspect about what he or she might have done.
1: But there's also a mechanism whereby attorney-client privilege sort of uh, evaporates when uh, illegalities that are being performed by said lawyer in said uh, relationship uh,
0: are detected or uncovered. Or the prevention of further crime or frauds, that sort of thing. And when... Michael Cohen noted that Donald Trump inflated his, uh, the value of his property for the purposes of bragging to the media about being a billionaire and for insurance purposes, and then two days later would rework the books. There was a lot of book cooking going on under the Donald Trump organization. I think that's safe to say. And when you read that Donald Trump sold 1,300 condos To Russian gangsters and oligarchs, uh, we know what kind of a businessman Donald Trump was. This was money laundering. These were cash transactions. This is when the Trump— Cash
1: transactions at well over market value of said properties.
0: Said properties. You know, Trump had this legendary status in the Russian oligarchy uh, for a variety of reasons. But they're not just looking at the Russians, I might add. Uh, Of course, a couple of weeks ago, it was— noted that the investigators are now looking into the Ukrainians uh, who went to the Trump inauguration. There are some question marks about this $100 million of the Trump inaugural committee. He brought up the inauguration again over the weekend, claiming that his crowds were bigger than Obama's. He's still sticking to that story. Really important at this point, dude. <laughs> but... uh Yeah, they're looking into the Ukrainians that were at this uh, inaugural ball and the connections to Paul Manafort. We should add, by the way, that Paul Manafort and Roger Stone. On the cover of Roger Stone. They are actually uh, being charged or have been convicted of witness tampering. That's not collusion. That's. Mafiosa stuff. That's good fellows. Well, if the president weren't the president, he would already have been accused of witness tampering, too. Sure, because he keeps making public statements. Jimmy Hoffa, by the way, went to prison for witness tampering. Um, These are serious felony allegations here. This has gone way beyond collusion. Nobody cares about the collusion anymore. And as I've pointed out repeatedly, there's no remedy under the American system to even deal with a fraudulently elected president. He's there. And you can say that he's a fake president. But the fact of the matter is he's going to be there until January 20th of 2021. Oh, you know, I
1: suspect that maybe in- longer these investigations are going to go right up through... The 2020 election. There's no. I mean, last week there were all these rumors and and whisperings that oh, the Mueller report's going to be done soon, maybe next week. Hogwash. That'll Wouldn't come out so. when it comes out. There's. I mean, the Roger Stone matter is as of yet unresolved. That trial hasn't even begun. I, I would think that there are a few loose ends that. Uh, are under Mueller's pull view, purview to still be considered uh, now that the congressional uh, committees are really just beginning. Um, I mean, we had Michael Cohen last week. He'll be back uh, this week for more uh, behind-closed-door sessions. Uh, Felix Sater. He's coming it, before the Intelligence Committee. has been summoned to appear.
0: Uh, Alan Weisselberg okay. will be appearing before long. Sater, by the way, a good friend of Donald Trump's. Uh, oh, it Michael Cohen— Philly. Revealed this. He said, oh, yeah, he's got he had a law office on Mr. Trump's floor, as he put it. Although what what floor was that? The 26th floor, Congressman.
1: When once asked, Trump Mm -hmm. said, oh, Felix Hader. I uh, boy, if I think about it, I yeah, I think I know him. uh, So there's that. I I don't really know that guy. Yes, he's a close associate.
0: Right. (laughs) He was involved with this uh, shell corporation called Bayrock that Trump uh, bragged about repeatedly in the New York media. Uh, claiming that he was uh, the biggest developer of property in the history of the whole wide world. I am Ozymandias. (laughs) Supplanted the great pharaohs of Egypt, (laughs) the Roman Empire, and God knows who else. But, of course, Bayrock, which uh, Trump probably thought was actually Baywatch. (laughs) Watch. It's like a hybrid of 30 Rock and Baywatch. It's got TV executives and and bikinis. I love that Don Hasselbeck guy. <laughs> uh, if only. If only. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, it's going to get uh, worse before it gets better. For and Mr. weirder. Trump. And weirder. And there were a couple of other revelations that I'm just going to mention uh, between the lines. Cohen, of course, uh, admitted to paying off all sorts of people, the catch and kill, the whole David Pecker stuff. That remains to be seen what happened. But one of the most interesting things revealed in the hearings was the notion of a payoff for, quote, get this, a love child that doesn't exist. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds like maybe an abortion who knows
1: well he claimed to not have any knowledge of such a procedure but he was willing to pay 15 grand right the the other element of that part of the story that that struck my uh caught my attention too was their willingness to pay top dollar to silence a story about a tape that they didn't really even believe to exist the elevator tape the elevator no. tape wherein it was said that uh Trump struck Melania and Cohen sort of went out of his way a little bit to say I don't think that he would do that. I mean right. that was one of the most and, and only moments where he defended the character of Donald Trump. So, okay, he's a racist, he's a liar, he's a con man, he's a fraud, but I don't think he would hit his woman. Right. Um and so well there you go. There's one nice thing about Donald Trump. He doesn't hit his wife. Good for you. But the their willingness to pay top dollar. Unlike to Nixon apparently. Silence the yeah. story while Pat had her drinking problems, uh, not in a vacuum, that's for sure. Oh God, can you imagine being married to Richard Nixon? What a what a punishment uh, to bear. Um but uh, their willingness to pay top dollar to silence stories that they didn't even believe to be provable yeah, shows that how habitual it was to just open up the pocketbook, throw money at the accusers, uh, because there were so many stories that some of them had to be real.
0: Right. And this, of course, is the way he operated. He It was sort of a, almost a continuous ongoing criminal enterprise particularly after Donald Trump was unable to secure any more financing from American banks.
1: Deutsche Bank hasn't really begun uh, to be investigated,
0: although that process is beginning. And this, of course, is where the uh, oligarchs from Russia and uh, uh, the Ukraine and Kazakhstan and all sorts of very interesting countries from the former Soviet Union come into play. Uh, Obviously, a a man with 500 shell corporations uh, is going to be hard to investigate. I mean, the Mueller investigation could potentially take a decade. These things have been known to happen. Uh, You know, they're still sorting out the the will of Howard Hughes. (laughs) But Donald Trump ain't no Howard Hughes. I know Howard Hughes. He ain't no Howard Hughes. (laughs) And by the way, he did testify before Congress, this wooden Spruce Goose case, uh, where he was accused of, this was the famous wooden airplane that flew once, flew once about 120 feet off the ground. (laughs) It barely got airborne, but he, by God, he proved it could fly. Just barely.
1: Well, Howard Hughes at least was responsible for the production of at least a handful of really great films.
0: Yeah. I'll say that much for Howard Hughes. He was a Hollywood mogul of the worst sort. But of course, Indeed. Yeah. Th- these uh, <clears throat> characters like Alan Weisselberger and Cohen mentioned, you know, six or seven other people, leads Don on Jr. the investigation. We've got Don Jr. and Ivanka. Uh, involved, uh, I think my hunch tells me that the committee is willing to go after the boys, but not Ivanka. I think Ivanka is just going to be kind of left off the, the investigative we'll, roster.
1: We'll see. She may be more entangled in the inaugural stuff, though, than decorum may allow for her to be like sort of turned a blind eye to yeah we'll, we'll see how that one all plays out but you you have to feel almost a little bad for uh the shattered human psyche that is donald trump jr where michael cohen said this was the, one of the funny things right uh yeah donald trump said that don jr has maybe the worst judgment in the world
0: <laughs> gee thanks dad i love you too right and of course uh there are still ongoing debates about whether or not Donald uh, Sr., the <clears throat> nominee for president, knew in advance of the Russian meeting in Trump Tower. Uh, inquiring minds want to know. But, well, uh,
1: another reason why I think Ivanka may be spared uh, intense and direct scrutiny, at least early like this, is because um, her hubby, the— charming little boy prince without portfolio, as you like to call him. Yes, but uh, with
0: a security clearance. But with a
1: high-level security clearance that, by golly, uh, John Kelly and Don McGahn were so squeamish about that they actually apparently signed little documents saying, this happened despite my attempts to argue otherwise. Sure, um, The classic ass-covering maneuver. James Comey style. That... Uh, We'll see where this I mean, where was Kushner last week while play dates in North Korea were failing and Michael Cohen was spilling beans on Capitol Hill while he was in the Middle East having another sleepover with his old pal, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia.
0: Right. And of course, uh, Kushner and his family uh, are up to their eyeballs in real estate deals. In fact, one wonders if Jared Kushner might be wealthier than Donald Trump. But then again, Jared Kushner apparently owns a property on Fifth Avenue that's uh, hemorrhaging money big time, and he can't unload it. That's one of those uh, classic uh, real estate deals, or as Trump said about his uh, $900 million loss that he claimed the year that he inherited all the money from his father. Welcome to the real estate business. So it's uh, just, uh, well... The show must go on. <laughs> it's it's hardly over. And, of course, the no, Judiciary so. Committee, headed by Jared Nadler, that's going to be a different story. Those are going to be public hearings. Yes. This is the committee that, if there are articles of impeachment, uh, which Jared Nadler yesterday believed Donald Trump, he didn't talk about impeachment, but he said obstruction of justice. This is where they're going. Look up the Richard Nixon impeachment uh, articles that originated in the Judiciary Committee because they're very interesting. They speak specifically about Richard Nixon's failure to uh, execute the laws under Article 2. Impeachment, of course, is maybe the only remedy that uh, can affect Donald Trump. Uh, There's still a debate about whether or not the sitting president can be indicted. We don't know. Well, it's a Department of Justice guideline. Sure. It's not a hard and
1: fast law. It could, of course, be argued either way. One wonders if once this whole strange saga is behind us. Gee, think about that for a second. Will there be a day someday where all this ugliness is behind us? Golly, I hope so. Um, Elijah Cummings said something to that effect at the close of uh, the Oversight Committee's uh, Testimony from Cohen that was quite stirring and quite moving. Um, But at some future date, we might need to revisit some of the broad powers and exemptions that the presidency enjoys. Yes, indeedy. Well,
0: we're out of time down here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next. Just a real quick public service announcement. The public library at Fifth and William is closed for the whole week due to remodeling, so uh, don't go there this week. It's closed. Good evening. Stay tuned for the blues. Well, it's, it's interesting that the very first book of the Bible is creation, and so the most divine act, apparently, is creation. Yeah. So art, literature, music, film, the act of being creative is, is a divine calling and should be treated that way. Absolutely. That's how we look at it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We're glad to hear uh, artists like yourself articulate that. So, oh, yeah. thank you. my <laughs> dear.
0: This is Genesis Briar Peorich, and you're listening to WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor.